0: Good evening and good screaming. I am Jello Biafra and this is Renegade Roundtable. Many years ago, I was up in Seattle with a couple friends, Vic Bondi and Chris Novoselic, once in Nirvana, and they're both saying, yeah, we need to go see Gino tonight. Let's go see Gino. Who's Gino? And they explained it was a... uh, recent migrant refugee from Bosnia, who was a pretty prominent musician there, but had to flee because of all the violence, a lot of it courtesy of a guy named Milosevic, and had wound up in Seattle and was playing in a little boathouse or something down by the water on a dock. So we go down and it's slightly electrified and very danceable Balkan folk music, slightly gone electric and quite Fun And great conversation with Gino, uh, instantly establishing himself as one of those characters, people I like me should know and mount them on the virtual gallery of my weird friends. And then the next thing I hear from him, the band is now called Culture Shock, K U L C H U R S H O. -O 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 A, um, not to be confused with Dick Lucas's culture shock, spelled the King's English way. And it was a much, much, much more powerful beast. You know, definitely what some people might call gypsy punk but in a different way than Gogol Bordello, maybe more and more guitar-heavy, actually, and a little closer to one-time Alternative Pentacles recording band with other refugees from unspeakable police harassment and the rest from the communist government in Czechoslovakia way back when. Anyway, without further ado, as culture shock just took off and took off and even went back to the home country and blew everybody's mind many times, here is the one and only Gino Yebjevich.
1: What's up? Up, Jello, how you doing? You, you <laughs> forgot. You forgot to, to tell people actually that that you are the one who introduced us to Billy, who later on introduced us to the record label that later on made us travel the world, and here we are, 26 years
0: ago. So, and thank, then here we you, are back again, a new seven inch and an album, and then a newer one. Now, yeah. finally, after all these years on Alternative Pentacles, welcome and welcome to the show. But Going back even further than that, um, what created you? what created me? I
1: I don't know. I I usually don't. <laughs> I don't believe in creators. Uh, I mean, I, I would rather say that I'm stupid and not educated enough to know who the, really the creator is. I mean, <laughs> I know my mom. I don't know my father. I know who he is. He was he died when I was nine months. I shouldn't be. I shouldn't oh be my. this this oh ambiguous. My. But Uh, Out of the old creators, I kind of turned to my mom, mostly. Like you to yours, right? right? They're approximately (laughs) the same age. Did did you have a stepfather? No. Amazingly so. She was a you know, uh, you can say whatever you want about socialism, but women over there had rights, not just rights, they had power. My mom was a judge and the president of the court and the Supreme Court Justice, and at the end of her career, she was uh, the head of the Supreme Court, like, like Roberts is today, right? So, uh, and she retired at the age of 60, exactly how old I am right now, because the war was coming in, and, and she didn't want to dirty her hands. I I really yeah, oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, she's, she's an but no, no guy, no guy in my life. And I, I actually, I'm even asking her this, till this day, like, hey, mom, really? I mean, really? Nobody? She's like, I don't want to talk about that.
0: Nobody. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's a tough cookie. Yeah. yeah, I don't know whether in uh, <laughs> Mother Russia or the original, uh, you know, Warsaw Pact countries or the evil empires, we got programmed to call it over here, what so-called adultery or single parents, how they were even and you grew up under communist rule did you? Yeah, but you know
1: our communism was different than theirs. We were not under the Warsaw Pact. We were di- different. We were in the in 1948 Tito actually gave a middle finger to Stalin and said fuck you, man. I mean, I'm not going to be so basically since then we were in the middle of east and west. Um it was very liberal communism if I may if I may ask say that. We were free free to go anywhere we wanted. Nobody wanted because we had pretty much social medicine, social uh, you know living and everything else you could do private we did have a maximum wage which i
0: think would be a great idea today for many oh, many yeah, many countries yeah, yeah. from the platform of the california green Party. i know was, you did i remember was, that yeah. yes <laughs> maximum yeah, wage yeah. is the way to go absolutely yeah i was once on that old bill Maher show politically it was politically incorrect i believe it was the name uh-huh of uh-huh and Debating a maximum wage was one of the topics of the evening to justify having me on that show, and he just could not contain his shock and disgust that anybody would even advocate for such things
1: yeah man I, I, in a second i thought that he might be a i mean he's a smart guy definitely but he might be on our side but then very soon i figure out ah uh, yeah he's the elite
0: <laughs> yeah well it depends on the issue i mean he struck me as kind of liberal libertarian if Will. And like mm. all great comedians that are political, sometimes he'll have one sentence that says as much as 10 zillion pundit columns. Right. Things. For example, either right before, or right after uh, George W. Bush stole another election in 2004, right. he said uh, Republicans will do anything to win elections except get the most votes. I ha- they ha- that's it in a fucking nutshell. They haven't done it since Reagan, right? What was who was the
1: last uh, person Bush that he had more, more votes than, than than the Democrats? They haven't done it since ever.
0: Oh well, oh oh, you mean who actually did have Republic, more votes than Bush. actually Bush second time? Bush did the, the claim is, but Greg Pallas, who's been on Renegade yeah. Roundtable, who exposed how W.S. stole Florida with the help of his brother Jeb and Secretary yeah. of State Catherine Harris. Going after black people, or suddenly they had felony convictions, even if they mm-hmm. were in the future. Yep, you can't yep. vote in 2000, <laughs> convicted of a felony in 2004. The You're still doing that people down there, according to Palace. Just right. it's that thick and wicked and all. And he thought that both Florida and Ohio, which has also been independently corroborated by a muckraker there named Bob fitrakis that, that 2004 was stolen as well. And, um, and of course, we know all about the one. Trump and palace made a movie of his one-time book about W called Best Democracy Money to Buy," predicting exactly what happened. I, I wouldn't. Yeah,
1: I wouldn't be surprised at all because I don't think there is a mathematical probability for them to win popular vote anymore. I mean, I, I don't think there is. Right? How how can they win
0: the Well, vote? if they can somehow get the public to embrace Ron DeSantis or worse, and think. Cool, like they did with Reagan, or uh well, I mean, we're if Cruz they Reagan win
1: once again, if they win once again, we're screwed. Oh, everybody, I've well, I've seen that. I've seen fat. You guys have no idea when it starts, you know, and you have no idea when
0: it's already in, you know, when the fascists they right. don't leave. Right, they don't leave. We're we're gonna get to that in a second, but I want to go back a little more to the the creation of gino Yevdovich. You're growing up in a communist system with uh, presumably quite the propagandized education. And it might even be worth going into a little bit who Yosif Prostito was, because he's completely forgotten.
1: Yeah, he is. Um, I have to say, you know, dictators are very, um, very indifferent animals than anything, anybody else. And everybody is pretty much, people are very confused about whole dictatorship, uh, mantra because they're not all equal and they're all not all same one thing that is very s- significant and mutual for all the dictators they all come from the people they all come from the from the situation that it's really fucked up and then they use everything and get on the you know, on a, you know, there are different dictators out there. There's Adolf Hitler, but there's also Tito. And there's, you know, there is Stalin, but it, there's also Guy Julius Caesar. Not all of them did all the worst for their people. I have to say, till this day, I mean, my opinion aside, because dictator is a dictator, I can't really be, you know, on a dictator's side, but Tito is still beloved by the majority of the Yugoslavian people worldwide, in Yugoslavia too. People are still wearing his. Yeah yeah yes yes i have to tell you there are you go to sarajevo which is kind of a different country right now you go to zagreb you go to belgrade and there's going to be a bunch of stores with the
0: t-shirts with with with, you know with his image and it's i I have not been i have not been to sarajevo but i have been to zagreb and i've been to belgrade as well as Ljubljana, Mm -hmm. all part of the former Yugoslavia, and I have neither seen anything like this in any stores, nor has a single person I met or talked to ever had a good word to say about Really? About Tito? Uh, I'm... hes he Serbian or Croatian oh, he or something was, else? He was
1: Croatian. Uh, but, you know, just the fact that the nationalist Serbs and nationalist Croatians do not like him both uh, says that he did some things right. You know, uh, what he did really, I, I mean, I don't want to, I really don't want to justify all the political imprisonment and everything else. But I do want to say that the nationalism as, our, as the sickness of our people uh, was suppressed. Is it good to suppress? something I don't know but if that something gets out of the jail and then three million people die in the war I would say that maybe right people were in jail I mean I would have never signed off the system that put police any kind of a political prisoners but with Tito I can assure you that a lot of people still till this day has a po- have a polit- positive opinion about him I was pretty young when he died. I was 18. But I can tell you right now that nothing after. It was a prog- It was a very progressive country at the time. You know, the, the infrastructure was great. Right now, not so much. Maybe Croatia is getting a little better because of the European Union helping and Slovenia. But it's it's a pretty complex story altogether. And, you know, the fact is that the both fascist regimes, all the fascist regimes in Serbia, in Croatia, in Bosnia too, to not like him but most of the people do i uh, of course of course i'm indifferent to the dictators i'm just objectively looking at the
0: picture how it is i mean his reputation over here was as a less repressive communist dictator but still a communist dictator and the one guy who somehow magically united all these countries where people had been you know shooting each other in large numbers and killing each other in wars century after century and somehow he prevented that but i think even you're saying yeah part of the way he did that was through repression where you are going to all be in the same country but does this mean there was free and voluntary travel even under Tito between Bosnia and Croatia or even Croatia and uh, what is now once again Serbia or oh, not not own, not
1: just not just free and voluntary. We were marrying each other. We, most of us are in a mixed marriages. It actually promoted, that is a good side of it. It promoted brotherhood and unity, how we called it, and really nationalism stopped with its existence. And today we can see that national, I, I thought for a while that organized religion is the biggest evil of the world. Now, when I see the Pope being actually a good guy, I'm thinking nationalism is actually, and, and mo, the most Catholic countries in the world, like Croatia, like uh, Poland, actually hate Pope because he's a good guy. It's amazing. I'm, I'm talking about their government, not not about the people, you know, which which is amazing. Once in a lifetime, you have a Pope as a good guy and now you hate him. Yeah, he <laughs> is in some ways and typical
0: Pope oh, and, in other ways. Yeah, of course.
1: I mean, you know what? I'm going to get the progress wherever you give it and he's definitely a progress there. Uh, so, you know, back to this. No, not just that we're traveled between each other all the time and I mean, I was a musician. I was, you know, I was a recording artist there. I I was played every single weekend somewhere else uh it's not just that we were we had a passport that was widely recognized everywhere I was in the United States when I was 14 years old and my passport did not need the visa for United States and we could have gone anywhere we wanted we could have worked somewhere and come back too so there was no repression like you can't leave there is no and everybody could come too so that's the there was a lot of miscommunication actually misinformation I remember when I was here uh, in Fort Collins Colorado you we were neighbors at the time, you and I. Uh, I was there and I remember Ford and what's his name? Uh, Carter were battling. It's the first time in my life. And I was there just for the ninth grade of junior high school. Uh, and 1976, uh, right? And I remember when Ford said that Yugoslavia is not in an Eastern Bloc and lost the elections for that, and he was actually right. I mean, I was happy he lost the elections because I always liked left in my life, <laughs> but but that was not a wrong statement, right? He also said that Romania wasn't the Romania was,
0: but oh no, God, the, you, That's you, a little more blatant. that's was Hobbes, much, yeah used about the nature of the uh, East Scho- Germany Scho- Scho- yeah 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 among. Other thing.
1: Yeah, but definitely definitely, uh, the information about Yugoslavia, what it was, first of all, most of the people here don't even, not just that they think that was a East, part of the Eastern Bloc, but they also think that it was a part of the Soviet Union. And, and you know, education-wise, as you mentioned, uh, I can say that we had a pretty independent education worldwide, in a way that we started with, history-wide, I'm, I'm thinking we started with uh, um, antique history, with Egyptian Egyptian mythology, Greek mythology, how it relates to Roman mythology. And I mean, that actually developed my interest in the history and pretty much the world history as it is. Of course, from the socialist and the communist view that that is the right system and the capitalism is dying as it is. Uh, But it was, uh, you know... (laughs) Can okay, you say that it's not dying? Um, That's a whole nother story. But but uh, no, it wasn't the whole way free society, but it was good while it lasted and people loved each
0: other unlike today. Including people who identified Christian or Orthodox or uh, in the case of Bosnia, there was a significant Muslim Population still population. is, yeah,
1: right, yeah. Um, we had in Bosnia before the war, we had 40% Muslim, popul- 33% of Orthodox Christians, and about 19% of Catholic Catholics. Uh, the rest of them were, yeah, undeclared. I'm one of these I un- undeclared, I never wanted to declare because I'm, right. of course, I'm an atheist, but I also, I also <laughs> always, under I always, um, viewed and made. Maybe I'm, def- I'm not really defending the system before, and definitely not the absolute system, but I defend the idea where you love your name. I defend the idea where you don't shoot at your name. I defend the idea that freedom doesn't mean you take a gun and then you shoot whoever doesn't have the name that associates you at your name,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah. But if Tito had decided to embrace the West all the way and say, we're not a communist country anymore, would the entire Yugoslavia have been treated to the same kind of invasion from mother Russia, mother Soviet Union that happened in Prague and happened in Hungary and what was it, 1956? Would it have happened in Yugoslavia too if Tito had gotten too, quote-unquote, liberal or... Un- he he or did.
1: I think, I think it would not. Um, he did. Actually, he in 1948, he stood up and he told Stalin, you cannot come in. Uh, the thing is that we liberated ourselves. Red Army did not liberate Yugoslavia. Tito's partisans liberated themselves. And they also liberated the North Italy, too. So, basically, the NATO, whatever, well, later became NATO, said, okay, fine. We will defend you from the Russians, but you please leave Italy. So they left it. Italy. <laughs> so they left Italy and stayed in their way of the uh, self-governing socialism, as that was, and my free translation. However, your question is so smart and let me uh and, and and this is i was always asking myself why didn't he go all the way into the democracy and i can tell you and i ne- i never knew that i i thought about that when i was like in, in, in former yugoslavia and like you know when he died before he died and this is my answer after the war i saw what happened and something tells me that he was very connected with everybody on the west as well as on the east at the beginning but more on the west knowing that they would jump for in for him but but if he would let a plural party system in this country, that party's would divide on the national parties like they did when he died. Exactly that thing happened. National parties and basically with us, with our country right now, with Bosnia, with Serbia, with Croatia, uh, especially with Bosnia, because you have Serbs, Croats, Bosniaks who are Muslims and Jewish people. You know, especially there, uh, the it there is no politics. There is no political parties. The political parties and the political system is leading to census. Everybody's voting for theirs because national parties are are totally hundred percent diametrically opposite of the po- of, of the of the idea of the politics because idea of the politics considers that you have a plan, economic, infrastructure, culture, and so no, you have only the the, the the national program that is giving you a cushion that they're going to fight for you against the other nationalists. Which basically is um, is evoking fear in people and and making the elections pretty much a census and that's what it is now that's what it is now and that's Um, why i think Petito actually did not go that way but economically he did politically he did knowing that that might evoke another war
0: did he die before the soviet union fell or after before 1980 oh my 1980 so there was another strong man after him at least one before the whole thing became independent then split into the split into all these countries yeah his name was
1: he was also creation his name was ante markovic and he took the dinar and made it convertible, and made it, made it, uh, 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 you know, made it worthwhile. And I remember I was a recording artist, and I, that, that was my third record, I, I guess. And every single time I do the record, inflation was killing it, right? I do the record, I come to see the quarterly. It's this much money. You, you see, I mean, I, I sold hundred thousand records of of the my second record, and I came in. It was it was funny. I couldn't even take people for dinner for that money. All of a sudden, I'm coming, I'm coming, you know, to pick up the money and there's money there what happened this guy actually made the dinar value now that wasn't good for the nationalists they just he was Croatian, so the croatians actually just stabbed him in the back serbs hardly waited hit him in the face and then they made what they made.
0: right i guess yeah, we should go to this part now before uh a little bit before this which i want to look into too but yeah mm-hmm. personally you know what created you thing but when we met and you were uh, you know typically well, just this full of positive vim and vigor even though you had fled for your life out of Bosnia when the war started and then probably after the war
1: after the war I I came after the war yeah Uh, I couldn't uh, you
0: probably proclaimed to me I am the Peter Gabriel of Bosnia (laughs) (laughs) that's what you said to me and I'm assuming this meant Bosnia but not also Croatia and Serbia or Slovenia or Montenegro or were you a Yugoslavia-wide pop star at that point,
1: yeah, I was I was doing pop music. I was doing pop music, and that Peter Gabriel thing, uh, was not about the about his music. It was about basically I was playing pop music before, and now I decided to do the ethno just because I was missing my own home. <laughs> and yeah, after the war, I I, I moved over here. I I uh, I I created the musical Hair during the war in Sarajevo, and then Phil Alden Robinson, the director of Field of Dreams, and John Baez, actually helped me come over here and that's how i met a lot of people who wrote another theater play that played in seattle Uh, ruby Marchand of warner music international gave me jack and dino's number
0: met chris novoselic met you life went on (laughs) exactly but we had to delve back into life before it went on here because um were you a solo artist or was it a different band
1: uh the name of the band was gino banana and just another day, I acquired a couple of the records. I have them over here
0: with me. If you want to uh, see them, yeah. right I mean, here. wave them at me if you can reach them. I'll be actually I, able to see I them. think I can. Hold on. Oh, no, no. Let's let. We'll, we'll do it later. Oh, we'll do okay. It later. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fine. But they're uh, so right here. Yeah, Final junkie librarian kids. Kid, complete as me, someday wants to get <laughs> those records. Yeah, uh, but, but will I? Will I run? Will I run fleeing from the room like it? Because it sounds like elf. John or is it going to have some of the Geno and the culture shock we know today in the music? You will
1: run uh, away from the room because it's going to sound like Elton John. Uh, <laughs> it's it's going to more sound like, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, the movie, the film that we were doing, it is about the changes and it's about what happened in the war. I'm a war profiter. I, uh, I'm not Peter Gabriel. <laughs> I figure out I'm not Peter Gabriel. I'm a war profiter. Uh, I realize. And this is serious. I realized that I can die in any second and I didn't do what I like. And since then, I started doing hair. It was a death metal version of the musical hair. And you have to hear that. That you would like. That you would like. Uh, And then I realized that you know, I am going to sing every single song like it's my last song, do everything that I I do like it's my last thing in my life. That's later on I I started like helping people with developmental disabilities because they their personification, embodiment of that, sing every song like your last song. And I really never looked back. I never looked up. I have to tell you, you know, to be old and wise, you must First, be young and stupid. I all I you know I I had this curse that I made it when I was really young as a drummer of the promising band when I was sixteen. Then I met all of these people. Then I made one hit, other hit. You know, uh, you like those things when you're young. And then when a war well, with happened, Gino Banana, yeah.
0: you are the singer for Gino Banana. Yeah, yeah, were, yes, yes. Not just not just the drummer. If you were the no, drummer. no, no. I I left drumming when I was
1: whatever, 19 years old. Then I became a singer. Uh, But I I started really early and met a lot of people from the industry really early. And then it made me really early a pop musician. I had to run away from... It's not just... You know, uh, war made me realize... That life is too short to waste it on anything that you don't like, and I really did not like that. I, you know, I was thirty years old already at twenty-eight. I hated what I was doing, but it was a job, and you know, and and it was a very well-paid job. I was selling records like crazy. It's just like uh, it was, you know, not something that you leave, especially if, if you in the eighties in your twenties, right? But the yeah. war war came in ex- like you know uh, I'm telling you I'm a war profiter because in that moment I couldn't be what I was so I can become something else so I ran to the ran- end of the world to the end of the west over here to run away from myself Right. Like, you, live you in know Seattle. To, ra- to, ra- to run away from myself and to do what I like I was ready I it was a, I was pretty well financially at the time because Tito made us you know made us a- allow us to earn the money you know while doing music but I lost everything in 24 Four hours because of the war, right? Slovenia, another democratic country, took all the money that we had, just, just took it in their belt. The bank is ours, sorry, money's How ours. How did
0: they manage to do that?
1: Uh, because they are darlings of the European Union. I don't know what to tell you. I never got my money. I mean, you know, some you know, they said that they returned it. I never got. It. Fuck the money. Doesn't matter. I have never been so liberated in my entire life. I remember. I thought I'm going to die. Like, oh shit! I don't have anything. And then in the morning, I woke up and thinking, I'm alive. My mom's alive. Girlfriend at the time was alive. My dog is alive. What the fuck do you want, man? People dead around you. You know. And it. It, it it gave gave whole shit another light to my life absolutely since then i was never the same absolutely i'm just pissed off that i didn't spend it all
0: <laughs> I, I really i don't regret it Hold at all Oh, you spend it all there surely not a yugo car <laughs> well you know better car than the tank <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I also heard that the ones there were much better than the ones for America, or vice versa. I can't remember. I mean, there's a book about them over here called "The Worst Car Ever Made."
1: You know, you got you got to be uh, you got you got to have the mode, like this extremes, like the worst car I've ever made, the worst worst movie ever seen. I've never knew what's my worst movie. I know the movies that I like, right? But did you ever no. think about the worst movie? I, I what until I went on the plane. On the plane, you can see the worst movies ever on the plane I was watching Rupert Everett and Madonna she's a yoga teacher and he is her gay friend and then they have a child. <laughs> the, the the word, what the word the name of fuck, Oh my god! I don't know. I can't. I, I can't. But I, I, was with Roderick Cromero from Sky Cries Mary on the plane, and I'm like, please, dude, 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 you got to watch this movie. You got to see. I mean, you got. There is some kind of a certain art in the bad movies, you know. This guy, you got to. You if that's something bad, you got to see. It. So yeah, maybe you yeah. go. You go is maybe in that category. I never draw one though. No, I
0: haven't a couple of rock bottom movies and a lot of people would not agree with them either but (laughs) I thought the two worst movies I can think of that I've ever seen are Leaving Las Vegas and Chariot Fire. I've never seen any of (laughs) them. Leaving uh, Las Vegas I've heard. Yeah Yeah, I mean they're both highly regarded by some people but uh, (laughs) not by me. (laughs) Oh I wonder. (laughs) Oh yeah oh yeah. Um. But, okay, so you lost everything overnight. It sounds like it was in the middle of the war, but tell us... Beginning of the war. Tell us how the war began and how it felt as an individual on the street living there and the signs you saw, and you say first it was the Nationalist Party and stuff, but... Um somehow it blew up into the worst thing to happen to Europe until Putin invaded Ukraine. Yeah. And stuff. But yeah. But but un- unlike even uh even Eugene Hood, who was just on Renegade Roundtable, who sends you a great big Eugene sized hello. Yeah, there you go. Roger. Um, he has not been caught in the middle of that war. Google Bardello has been in and out and played in places where it was safe. Play, you were caught in them you have actually been in a war and not that many people i know or anybody listening to this know has ever really been in a situation like that or it isn't just going over to vietnam or getting sent to korea like my father or tim armstrong france's father apparently was you were surrounded uh, you know i'm probably living in an apartment building right so did different people in the apartment building join different sides and what made them do it and how do they get all the guns and stuff i we and it's kind of a step-by-step thing to rewind here as to how the the first you know the the rumblings of it and the winds of war and then how long lo do we behold, how long there. do we have how long do we have <laughs> we have as long as we want okay uh it, it's it says you've talked to me about this a lot before and mm-hmm. it was pretty it was Fascinating, and so the the entire Geno story that you've told Anne Marie and me, and probably Vic and Chris, so many other people. Although, uh, although another thing I remember from the, that that first time in Seattle, um, you looked around and said, "Look." There's people from, there's Serbs here, there's Croats here, there's Bosnians here, and they all dance to me. <laughs> and they all, you know, and they all fuck and,
1: and I asked them on the show, like, what the fuck is your problem, people? I mean, you're here, you're the best friends over there, you're hitting each, each other. What's going on? This is how it happens. And, you know, it was always so, uh, it was always so mind-blowing to me when I was, talking to you guys, to to Americans, when they say, well, tell us how it is when you come back from the war, when you go into the war and then you come back from the war. I don't know. We don't go to the war. We just sit in our own place, minding our own business, and boom, like, war happens. And shit happens. And I can tell you, Humans are very durable animals. You have no idea what we can go through. And also, we are very good. We, we think that we're bad, but then you can see how people helping each other. And then you can always also see people joining different armies, people that right. you would never, ever think that they would. They do. And... You know, you would you would think, oh, this motherfucker, he is a right you know, he's going to go with fascist. And he doesn't. And the guy that you would never think goes, you know, and I can't tell you that there are rules. My uh condo was uh on the front line in between like one day one army in the other so it was pretty much destroyed straight forward at the beginning of the war so i went to my mom's right at the beginning of the war that was right across the river i mean right there very cro- very close like less than 10 minutes walk but these 10 minutes can be years in the wartime yeah um uh, yeah. you know and i spent time with her i had a dog um uh, how it starts it's scary it starts like it's not the war and you don't know we were in the war for a year before we admitted to ourselves that we are in the war you know you know what i mean it's like it's one thing we don't want to believe we do not want to believe that we are we we want people to um You know, we want to somehow camouflage the fact we are hoping that everything is going to be okay, so we're trying to convince ourselves that everything is going to be fine. No, dude, it's the war, and it's going to last forever. So get ready. Um, Being without electricity and running water is hard. Being without, uh, you know, the media is hard. But it's not as hard as knowing that you cannot leave. At the beginning, I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to go. At the end, after, after that, you can't, even if you want to. But you uh, you have no idea that feeling when you, when you realize you're really stuck over here. And you're just a number in the negotiations. So it's mind-blowing how much we can survive and how much we can tolerate and how much we can consider normal. There were signs now when I think about it, there were signs everywhere. They were doing the, you know, people were doing paramilitary exercises in their backyards with the flags. What I can tell you right now is when you see the flag, run. Any flag, just run, you know. And that's the, you know, any nationalism, any flag, just run because the The shit's going to hit the fan. Now, it's not all bad. Uh, And I can tell you one thing also, War Profiter, uh, what I realized, what I found out. Uh, I was witnessing, we were all witnessing the expiration of the civilization. Civilization was vanishing before our eyes. Little by little, one day this, the other day that. Third day, they burned the library. You know, little by little, this friend, that friend. It's Sooner or later, we're all going to die. It's pretty much like COVID. Sooner or later, we're going to get it. Uh, I uh, remember when something dawned to me. I remember walking from my mom's flat to the theater where I was doing hair, thinking this is the other way around civilization. Because civilization wasn't always full of competition and and sick ambitions of the humans as it is today before the guy came out of his cave and circled the cave and say this is my woman this is my children and you are my enemy and i'm going to attack you and when i win over you i'm going to take your cave before the material wealth and and aggression and and competition kicked in there was art there was Painting in the cave, you know? He was first painting and then he figured out let me fuck up the world, the, the human. When it's up, I'm I'm watching the war in the middle of the war, don't to me. I am witnessing the expiration of the civilization. And it's gonna go the other way around. Because every single show, every we had shows during the day because there was no electricity. Every single exhibit, every single painter, every single poet, every single musician were kicking ass. It's amazing. And people were coming out before the war, like after the war, like here, you couldn't, you, you couldn't. Pack the theater with guns, man! You people don't go to the theater. People don't like art. People like what's ser- served for them on TV, right? That was not a case. Art bloomed. Everything bloomed, and then I figured out the civilization is going back. You know, it is going back. It's going to come back to the paintings. Naively, I believe that after the war, if we stay alive, we can show the world how to live without money because we didn't have anything, right? We still lived Like, there's three years into the war. I'm still in Sarajevo. I still don't have shit, nothing. But we live greatly. I learned how to take a shower in this much of the water and then go, you know, do number one, number two, and shoot, flash it with that same water. You know, that's a skill to have. I can write a book about that. But the thing is, I really, really, really appreciate everything that I learned in the war. It's an experience that I don't want anybody to feel, any, anybody to 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 ever experience after. I mean, that's not something. But I naively also believe that we're going to save the world showing them that material doesn't matter and that material world as it is, is going to disappear because there is a proof. Sarajevo is the proof that we can do it without it. Can you imagine how stupid how, I felt how, after it? <laughs> you know, I felt very how stupid did after you, it.
0: How did you get your... Food in this situation if you couldn't even go out and get larger amounts of water? How did you get the little Small amount of water.
1: The there was uh there were open uh water hoses in the certain parts of town town where there were lines and lines and lines in the water. My friend got my friend died. She died by waiting, you know. And they were like, you know, that the idiots were throwing she- shelling the lines where people were standing in line for the water. Uh, they were water would come once in a week, and then you would kind of then you would run and and, and then you would collect everything you have, you know, every single dish you have, the bathtub, and that would be your water. You would boil your water, you would burn shoes, you would burn tires. They still do because they're poor. And, you know, that's how it is. That's That's a third world, second world, you know, the quality of air. When they start talking to me about quality of air, like let's first feed people and then we'll think about that. Um, it, it it it's hard when you come from from those kind of that that kind of life it is hard for you to 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 somehow go back into the civilization and 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 not compare every single activity with the one with, with the with the adequate equivalent of what's going on in the war however once again I remember three week three three months we didn't have anything what was the food usually rice uh, that we didn't have anything, and then somebody would drink the soy sauce. Oh my God, that was gold! I remember at the time, the liter of oil was about hundred bucks. Uh, so uh, the, the the pack of cigarettes was like twenty bucks or more at the time. When the packs of cigarettes should be fifty cents, right? Even more than than twenty fifty bucks. It was it was ridiculous. Uh, uh, but that wasn't the worst thing. Again. The worst thing was that, you know, I, for, for instance, I went in the middle of the war, I got this accreditation and went to Italy and came back with soy sauce, but I came back. I, 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 you know, once you can get out, you get out and you see the world, but this, that's not your place. Your place is back home. What am I going to do in Italy? Uh, it, I remember three months we didn't eat anything. I was drinking oil to 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 stay alive. And I'm not whining right now at all. It's not the worst thing that happened to me in my life. There are way worse things that I'm when I was Did right drinking heating yeah, oil. Yeah, drinking cooking oil. Yeah, that was the only thing that well, oh, yeah, to stay alive. You know, and what can you do? Now that's the reason I can't have French fries. <laughs> but yeah, it's there's a lot of PTSDs like fourth of July. I never I'm never here like, Gee! like like my me and my dog, we're kind of the same. <laughs> we run we run away during the fourth of July. We just go into the woods but, but that's yeah. not the worst the worst is still this you know this helplessness you are a number in the negotiations you are nothing you are nobody like people in like people in, in Ukraine right now like people in Iraq I, I wrote this song Mustafa about like uh, only they know what I wrote about I wrote about the you know shell going over your head and it's not your mother that is going to cry because you heard it the ones that you don't hear is the one that's going to get you. You know that, like, you you don't know what to do yeah. with the per- person with a hole in their stomach. I do. I would know exactly what to do. I did it. You take off your shirt, you put it in and, and hold it until the ER comes. If they come. If not, then, you know, hope that he's not going to bleed to death. You know, but those were all, we are all adoptable animals. We can do it. We are capable of doing it. It's the longitude of all of that. It is a it's the psychological indifference to the world it's a sophisticated yourself you so sophisticated you that is suffering saying what the fuck you know at some point somewhere i was thinking about terrorism in the world and of course i don't justify it i would never justify it but i remember one moment in my life me and my friends sitting talking about ira talking about you know we didn't have we didn't have al qaeda at that time uh, ira and the, this, this these buses that 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 they were blowing and think of course I mean when I see I, when I see a a a fly you can ask my wife or or a wasp or whatever I catch it and I I, I throw it out I never would have killed a fly if I don't have but you understand you understand this cry on look at me look at me look at me I'm fucking dying nobody cares you know like in like in in in, in Ukraine right now I'm sick and fucking tired of people saying why is it is it because russia has rights to this this, or ukrainians were like this or russians were like doesn't matter people are dying stop fucking shooting who cares what it is just stop fucking shooting that's the stuff that i understand that i don't think many people do if you're not there it the reason doesn't matter there is no there is no idea that it's worth one human finger not life finger there is nothing there is uh, like the kids that i'm playing right now for they're 25 and older and they ask me about like what can you tell us i can't tell you anything i can tell you only one thing don't listen to anybody especially old farts like me who make wars sorry i'm mad
0: you recently said to me or somebody else that um you know yes there's war crimes maybe even ukrainian war crimes in addition to the russian ones but isn't war itself the ultimate war crime?
1: Yes, 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 it was. I, the war itself is, is the war crime. You know, terror is a war of, uh, war is a terror of a rich man towards a poor man, and terror is a war of a poor man towards the rich man.
0: That's how for it so is. The, so it appears depending on who's controlling the terror, too who's controlling I mean, the, seeing, the weapons we're, too. Seeing a, we're seeing we're seeing attempts of that right now in brazil because the uh, bolsonaro still hasn't conceded and there's been hints he wants the army to help him with the january 6th mm-hmm. the nostalgist and whatnot but they haven't done it so far but that doesn't mean there aren't people starting all these fires burning buses truck blockades to try to get it Started And it was truck blockades in part that eventually brought down Salvador Allende. But who was behind the truck blockade? You know, in in the case of Chile, a major force in that coup, if not the major force, was Richard Nixon, Henry Kissinger, CIA, on behalf of people like ITT who didn't want their copper mines nationalized, among others. It's not always the poor committing the terror if it's agents from somebody on the other side. That's what they, the mercenary... Is. They
1: don't call it terror, then. <laughs> you know, that, they don't call it terror. Of course, I mean, they, I, terror and the war is, are the same things. I, in, in my yeah. opinion, that's the same thing. Uh, however, if you remember the legally elected Iranian leftist socialist president wanted to nationalize a couple of the oil, you know, oil findings over there. And then... YPs. It was IBP, it was Iranian British Petroleum, right? And now it's BP. And if there wasn't, and then United States came in, took the guy down, put Shah Reza Pahlavi, then you had the Khomeini Islamic Revolution, and now you have Al-Qaeda and ISIS. None of that would happen. If you guys, if United States wasn't fearful of socialism, like the guy was just elected, that was it. You know, the next elections was, uh, uh, you know, none of that would happen. Nobody knows that.
0: People don't know that. We're we're talking about the coup in 1954 that overthrew the democratically elected either President or Prime Minister Mohammed Masadeh Mm -hmm. in Iran Iran. and in called the Shah, who was a real monarch who was a much more, you know, even physically much larger than uh, than, uh, the Shah we put in, who always had the Mm -hmm. inferiority complex dad i'm going to show how much i can kick ass and he was of course a very 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 brutal dictator much like the saudi royal family or the qatari or uh, bahraini royal family or even the assad no maybe not as reckless as assad but uh you know there were even rock bands allowed for people who were you know had money and stuff in in the shah but the shah was so horrible that he eventually even lost the merchant class. And when he went down, Khomeini didn't get in right away, but it did turn into out with the old dictator, in with the new dictator. They were trying to do a democratic something or other. Abul Hassan Bani Sadr, who was briefly, I think, the head yeah. of place or whatnot. And then the students seize the embassy and hold, the American embassy and hold people hostage with the idea of doing it for the few days, prove a point, and then leaving. But Khomeini... That as his chance to get rid of democracy too and over the place and make it a a a fundamentalist utopia. That uh, and that's what religious right do. That's what
1: that is exactly what religious right does. They're sitting there and they're waiting for their chance. The religious right. You know they will they will use everything. They 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 use the you know um, Arabic Spring was Arab Spring was not at the beginning was a pretty. it was civilized demonstrations against, the, you know, for human rights. It was just hijacked by by all of these, uh, you know, all of these right. clerical, uh, you know, religious right. And that right now, that's the same thing. It is humans are very prone to believing conspiracy theories. Look at January sixth. I mean, all of that stuff. It's it's and and the the the, the target audience is always less educated. Educated, the ones that are forgotten, the ones that they're, you know, <laughs> that would like time machine, to, you know, that you can sell them time machine. If I get elected, right. I,
0: got, I got a time machine. That's what it is. That's what Trump did. He sold them time machine. With time that only looks like it sort of did on a few select televisions yeah yeah okay we we gotta take a quick little break here the clock is striking one hour and then we continue because there's much more to do hopefully you have time too so absolutely uh, we will see everybody here everybody very shortly